to the Data Driven Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we explore how to transform your company and career through data-driven decision-making. Want to become a data storytelling aficionado? Then sit back, relax, and get ready to unlock the true potential of your data. Here's the host of the Data Driven Podcast, Dominic Bohan. Welcome to the Data Driven Podcast, where we dive deep into getting more value from our business data. Whether you're a data professional, leader, or just curious about developing data skills, the Data Driven Podcast is here to guide you along your journey. I'm your host and the co-founder of Story IQ, Dominic Bohan, and this week, we're going to be talking about using generative AI to supercharge sales. Joining us is Jason Tan, founder of Engage AI, which is a conversation co-pilot that remembers conversations across multiple channels to augment conversations in real life and the virtual world. Since its release in January 2023, over 30,000 users worldwide have been using Engage AI to break the ice and engage with their prospects. So today, Jason and I are going to discuss using generative AI to supercharge sales. Here's my conversation with Jason Town, founder at Engage AI. Jason, thanks for joining us on the Data Driven Podcast today. Well, thank you so much, Dom, for having me. Super excited to share with you and this Engage AI, both technical perspective, but also for the end user and also for my technical folks who share the same challenge that I do. One quick update I'll probably share with you. We actually have increased the number of the adoption to 40,000, I think, since we last reached oh, out to okay. the FPs. <laughs> so super excited about the number. Okay. In a rapid growth phase. All right. It's, uh, my script is already out of date. That is good stuff. So can you kick things off by telling listeners a bit about your background and your journey that led you to founding AI? Well, most certainly. I am actually Chinese-Malaysian, and I came to Australia about 20 years ago to do my university. And since I graduated, I work with the actuaries to use data science, to use data, to use AI, to do pricing optimization. And we actually have started doing a lot of these data science or AI stuff before it was popular. So that was my core background. And after working in the corporate for a couple of years, I have then since started various ventures of mine. And my latest thing was actually data science consulting company providing data AI solution and services to enterprise and government agency. As you can imagine, running your own business, you would have to do a lot of prospecting yourself. Running your own business, being an SMB owner, you have to be yes. busy servicing your customer while also keeping your present, keeping yourself on top of mind of your client and of your prospect. It's hard. It's hard for SMB owner. And equally, it's even harder... Right for technical folks like me. And uh, one of the channels that I use a lot over the last couple of years is LinkedIn. But at the same time, I can tell you that how many people, uh, how many SMB owners have been telling me that it's so hard to split the time between the two. As much as we know, the common thing is a strategy to break the ice, to get the attention, to keep ourselves on top of mind 
is a proven strategy. So that is why how I came to think about building the Engage AI for my SMB folks, because I we know that is a proven strategy. We know it is strategy that it has worked so well that we have all been doing it for decades. So combining my technical skills and knowledge in the data and AI, but understanding the pain of the SMB owner, that is how I came to build Engage AI. And Engage AI basically figure out the content and help them to draft a comment. So before we go to detail, that is how I came to build Engage AI and uh, it's really decades in building. <laughs> okay, so it's a combination of having the technical skills and then feeling the pain that you're solving for your customers yourself. 100%. Okay, cool. Now, we've talked a bit about LinkedIn. We've touched on it. I think it's a really interesting topic for anyone that's in B2B sales, where the market seems to be getting more and more saturated. And so tell us a bit about how you've tackled this specific problem of, I think it's a problem of attention, right? Cutting through the noise on LinkedIn mm. and doing that efficiently. Yeah, so LinkedIn is one of the many channels that B2B sellers are using to really to break the ice and stand out in the crowd. LinkedIn is so powerful because you got so much information in there, right? And to a certain extent, also why Engage AI start our MVP on LinkedIn because of that immediate pain that I know a lot of the SMB owner have because of the time consumption that they have in order to stand up. At the same time, being one of the strategies that many people have been using, which is fully automation, where they basically connect with you, automatically drip messaging with you, ask you to book a time, and also to download the white paper, to buy their services. That strategy would no longer work. But in fact, I doubt that it ever worked because in B2B sale, a services with a couple of thousand, if not 10 or hundreds of thousand dollars, nobody, nobody is going to make an effort to book a time and say, Jason, take my money, $20,000. I want to do business with you. It doesn't happen that way. They require lots of experience. And commenting itself is a way to really stand out, especially for many LinkedIn user or content poster, they rarely get any engagement. They rarely get any comment at all. So if you're giving them, you are really helping them. And that is really the best way to get the attention. And that is a channel that I know really well because I know there were a lot of people who were having that pain. But also, I also believe that the commenting is a precursor and it will lead to conversation. That is the reason number two. And where I want to see Engage AI will happen. Engage AI will happen at where all the conversational occur. So uh, at the same time, there were so many generative AI for copywriting in the market already. It made no sense for me to go into that market. However, there was no one, could you believe it, that up until uh, earlier this year, that literally was no one actually ever do that. So we were the first in the market. It allowed us to really uniquely position that. So that is why 
combining all of those reasons above, that's why we chose LinkedIn and commenting for B2B seller, SMB owner, as our starting point to build towards our goal. Yes. So I can see there's a huge need for it, right? I can see needs for it in my own business. Uh, what I'd like to <laughs> work out a little bit, it's, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a pain point for a, a lot of folks. And it's, it's a hard channel to make LinkedIn and cold outreach work. Mm. And what do you do in terms of data, in terms of accessing a client's data that you're onboarding into the platform? so that it's going to know, let's say, about their business, about what they're doing, about their products, so that it's going to write really good quality answers. Because I think that's the goal, right, is that it's going to write it as well as a human could, potentially. Exactly. So there are two parts of it when it comes to write a really good comment. The first part is talk about what our prospects are talking. Talk about what the other party is talking rather than focusing on ourselves. So what I basically mean is that when they make a post, whether it is about data solution strategy that they are implementing in their organization or the success of the AI project they recently implemented, the tool, the Engage AI as a software, is about figuring out all of those contexts in the post. And then combine with the tone that they have chosen, whether it's asking question, friendly reply, congratulation, or even to the extent of disagreement, combining those two things, you can then come out a comment that is relevant to that particular post. We drop it, the user will always have the final say to add their personal touch, to edit it, or to redraw it again uh, to the point that they. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Include their message to post the comment. Coming back to the yeah. point of how can it include my businesses, for example. Like I say, I run a consulting business, so I serve in Australia, I serve the enterprise. Those things right now where the user can do with it is inputting that into the custom prompt. So it's very much like if you are already using ChatGPT, is very similar to how you use ChatGPT. Basically, you tell it a bunch of uh, things about yourself. You run a data-driven podcast. You run a business about storytelling for the data folks and who are the people that you serve, what you do well, what you don't do well. Those are the information that you could put into the custom prompt. And then you can use it to say, okay, I want you to respond to this particular content at the same time do a small reference about what you do with the data storytelling and then prompt that to, to include in the comment. So what we are literally saying is that there are times you are literally just supporting your prospect, you are supporting your client as they are working hard to advance themselves through the social media. There are equally time and opportunity to promote yourself a little bit and all of those things can be done within the prompt that we have already configured or you can configure yourself. Okay, cool. I like this. It's like, it's good, like sales training for me, like make it about the customer, listen to what they're saying before just going in and selling yourself. So I like that that's kind of built in. What about the level of automation that you're able to do? So do I need to paste their comments in, for example, into a prompt the way I'd work with ChatGPT, 
or are you able to set up automated feeds of some of the data so it goes straight into the system and the system can just go and do its thing with light or no touch? Absolutely. That is a great, great question. There are four ways, actually. We actually build Engage AI as an ecosystem, and there are four different ways to use Engage AI. But I'll start with the most common way that many of our users use Engage AI, and that is about using a browser add-on. So whether you're using Google Chrome, Microsoft Edge, once you have installed the browser add-on, you will actually find that I inject a HTML bubble or icon within the common field on LinkedIn. What that means is as you are scrolling through the news feed, or maybe you go to that particular prospect and you are looking at all the posts that he has made, you will find that every single post you tell when you click on the comment, that is a engage AI icon in there. As you mouse hover, I will figure out the context of the post and then combined with the tone that you have chose, I would inject the comment right into the, the comment view itself. And that is where you would actually edit and uh, make your final comment. And that is what I call embedded AI. I Rather than just AI itself, you want to embed your AI into the existing workflow or the user experience. So that is really the most common way how our user is using it right within your LinkedIn and within their existing workflow. We have a mobile app that is sort of like copy and paste. The post is probably not the best <laughs> of the all, but uh, we are still experimenting it and see the result. The other two way is more about and this is probably the challenge that a lot of the SMB owner can share. And this is where how you can take Engage AI to, to the next level. So what I shared earlier is how it quickly draft the comment and share the workload of commenting. But if you ask SMB owner or the B2B enterprise BDM, they would tell you that at any given time, they would have about 50 to 100 prospects that they want to nurture and start a conversation. The problem with that though, and this is the part where we do a little bit more automation, whereas the earliest part, we drop it, we want to take the final call. But again, with this thing where we do a bit more automation is, if you have 50 or 100 prospects, when you go to LinkedIn, the problem of that is LinkedIn doesn't sell you those 50 or 100 people that you care about that matter the most. They sell you whatever that they want to sell you. And it's time. Kill. <laughs> when you have to just navigate to see whether they post or not. So what we are saying is, you know what? Don't waste those time just to check whether people post or not. Tell us exactly who those people are and we will monitor it for you. And when they post, we will bring the content right into our web application and tell you that, oh, Prospect A has posted over the last three days. Prospect B hasn't posted. Prospect C has posted one. And within a glance, you could tell all of those 50 or 100 prospects in terms of their activity. And all you do is just take it from that, use Engage AI to comment on it again. So that is a huge, huge 
time saver. And I probably would just summarize that and conclude that as much as we do automation, we want to do automation to make life easier, but not spamming on the pump. So that is really the fine balance that we often have to put in as we design the system. That's what I was just going to ask you about. This really tricky, right? Because LinkedIn's API is, can we say, not super friendly to people that want to get data out of it, that they kind of don't necessarily want you to scrape some information. And so if you can share, how can you sort of work around that and get that information out where it's sort of tracking what a particular user comments on, for example? We are not tracking on the user comment at this stage. Mm. We do save the comment that our user make using Engage AI though. And that is what will go into the second brain where we will talk about it later. But primary is really about getting the data, getting the content of the the data of the content so we can con- figure out the context of the post itself. Um, that bit, we can actually get the data from the API. It has not been an easy one. Uh, it took us for uh, a really time to figure that out. Hopefully, hopefully the folks the, at LinkedIn, when they listen to this podcast, they would reach out and agree about what we are trying to achieve to make the platform more powerful, uh, especially for the B2B seller, B2SMB owner, and give us a room to, to collaborate and work together. <laughs> I hope so. It's what you're doing seems to be within the spirit of what LinkedIn wants to do, which is serve people like useful, relevant content. Like nothing you've described sounds at all like spammy or scammy or that's really what they're trying to block. So hopefully they'll see what we're seeing. Exactly. Fingers crossed there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. They can be quite strict and I understand why. <laughs> <laughs> that is good, right? Well, the iterator indeed spamming is not our goal we our goal is to make the life of smb owner and the enterprise bdm life a little bit easier and especially for the technical folk where we sometimes just struggle to come up something to say we all have writer's block and um, i think it's very useful for the technical folks here yes can you give us an example of a real killer AI-generated message or content that it's come up with, something creative or interesting that it's written to grab someone's attention? Absolutely. I think one of the... There are two tones that I really like to use in terms of the commenting. Funny is one of them. So if the prospect or if the contact on LinkedIn is someone that I have known for a long time, that I know that I can get away with a bit of a joke, a bit of humor, that is sometimes that I would use the funny tone. So basically, it would really come out something funny to say. So for example, I remember the other day when I was using it for myself and a friend of mine was talking about these CDAO and uh, when I used the funny tone and it literally just came out the comment something like oh no is the CDAO and AI going to take over the world again so it was kind of like funny in a 
<laughs> way. Uh, but otherwise, question, question tone is a really, really good one to stand out. Uh, when people, it, just thinking about it, right? If your prospect, whether he is the C-level at the large organization, uh, SMB, SSVP at the large organization, or maybe this uh, CEO of 200 people company, when they spend all those money, whether they get someone to write the content for them or when they spend that two hours creating all the content on LinkedIn or on social, do you think that they want it not to be noticed and not want to be engaged? The truth is nobody wants that because if they don't care about any engagement at all or people seeing their content, they might as well not write, right? So yeah. if you are seeing those things and you ask them questions to follow up on what they say, they would be happily answer your question. And that is really a good way to make comment rather than saying things like, thank you for sharing. Great insight, Dom. I love yeah, that. yeah, I see that. I mean, what time. are those values? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Well, Especially if you are, if especially when you are making those sort of comments with the idea of catching your attention, I can bet mm. you that you are, we are not going to catch your attention. I mean, who, Dom, think about it. If I come to your post and say, thank you for sharing, would you think that, oh my God, Jason is such a genius. I need to see who is this Jason Penn to say thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, no, I might give you a thumbs up just to be nice. But yeah, I'm not going to get excited. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But if I start with you a conversation by asking the appropriate question to follow up about what you say, generally, interested to know with a bit of help of the ai you would surely respond to my question I would nearly that's always how we start conversation. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> so those are probably the two examples that i would say as the use cases and the real use cases that how users are using engage ai to start conversation yeah and can you share with us how, to what extent are your users letting the AI loose and just going, okay, it can post on our behalf? Or is there always a human in the loop checking it before you press send? Or is everyone different? Well, that is always human in the loop. So I have already yeah. had multiple requests where some of the user wanting us to fully automate it and to the extent that they can just schedule it so that it would just go out and do its thing while the user are doing other things. That is really the hard line that I am not going to cross at this stage. So we actually have been receiving and saying no to such requests. So that is always, always human in the loop. However, we do think that we, that will always some people may still misuse the product. That just reminded me one of the users the other day when we noticed that our system just spike up out of nowhere, we realized that one of the users apparently has made a thousand comments in that single day while they, he has added <laughs> well he has added fifteen thousand people for us to monitor. I still struggle to understand yeah. 
as a B2B seller, how would you be able to manage and prospect 15,000 customer, let alone making a thousand comment in a single day? So those are the things that we came across every now and then. The good news is though, is that it is a really outlier. We, we haven't seen a lot of those, but it does happen. And we often have to think about and consider how we design and build our system to stop people spamming the platform. Yes. So if someone appears to be using it in that way, would you consider removing them from the platform? We would certainly would. I think we did highlight to the user saying that that is not really going to work because not only that is not going to work for him, the reality is he is also risking getting himself banned by LinkedIn because we know one of the way that LinkedIn is monitoring all the automation too is to look at the total sum of the activity that you have on their platform in any given day and whether that sum of the activity across certain test threshold it just make no sense that how human could perform this number of the activity on their platform so he is really risking himself of getting banned by LinkedIn. So we did highlight to that to him and tell him that how he he is taking such a big risk. We haven't got doubt of banning him yet, but we are closely monitoring all these sort of outlier and hoping some education will help them to understand how to use how to leverage our product on the platform like LinkedIn. But more importantly, in the B2B sales process, automation rarely works. You need a lot of uh, nurturing, you need a lot of facilitation, and that is where we're coming into the picture. Okay, so to wrap up the first episode, anything else that you wanted to share on using AI for sales? Absolutely. I would wrap it up by saying that generative AI is really, really a game changer. And... Uh, over the last 18 or 24 months, a lot of folks or a lot of tech have been building generative AI for the marketing folks to help them with the writing blogs, contents marketing, SEO, all those sort of things. But that is really a real opportunity for sales enablement. And that is where Engage AI coming into the picture. And also, more importantly, is is really about making best use of your time and let the AI help a little bit. At the end of the day, you will always have your opportunity to add your personal touch to still making sure that the or the comment that you are making is resonating, is representing you. And finally, finally, I would say that commenting on LinkedIn is only the starting point. We are building towards our goal where we want to be able to enable and engage AI in multiple channels. But most importantly, though, is that how we are building the second brain in remembering the conversation. So that so next time when you're preparing the next email, <laughs> and how engage AI and second brain can be helpful. Oh, uh, we just have a bit more time. Can we go into that? Are you adding long-term memory? to the product? Uh, first of all, is the tool under the hood GPT-4? We actually use multiple product, uh, multiple LLMs. So currently we have used 
GPT 3.5 and also GPT 4. We also use AI 21 Labs. So it's an LLM provider headquartered in Israel. We are LLM agnostic. We literally can switch our LLM at Flip of a finger. So that that answer your first question. But I'm glad that you asked that question. Long memory. I think that is the real game changer. And for the technical folks who are listening to this, generative AI, as we all know, one of the biggest complaints that we all have got is that it hallucinates. And of course it hallucinates because it is trained in such a big data set. And when it cannot find the reference point in terms of the data set that it has been trained on, it would just find and try, with the probability try to find the, the next possible word. And that is why it hallucinates. And I also believe that this is where long-term memory is is going to change the game. And I think that is the area that where where a lot of uh, innovation will, will focus. But the part, coming back to, to our view, though, is that no matter how smart GPT become, let's just say we have similar like iPhone, they, they, they need their innovation according to the numbers. So we have GPT 10 or 12 one day. No matter how advanced the thing could be, GPT 4 or 5 or 10 would never know the private conversation that you are having and your exchange with the other party. And that's where we come into the picture. If the user grant us the permission to assess those data, we will assess and collect all of those data, building them into the long-term memory so that so they can reuse a lot of those information that the other party have shared with you so you are preparing your next email or next messages. So an example of that, I am sure that if you are preparing for a very, very important meeting, or writing a message for a very, very important one, often before you write those email or messages, you would already go to all your email, your social, your messages to check what are the information that you have already exchanged. Because you want to bring in some of those past references into the current interaction to continue to build that relationship and deepen the relationship. So you would say like, so let's just say, for example, if I'm going to meet you again two months later, Dom, one of the key things that I would do is uh, I would say, hey, Dom, love the data other podcast interview you did with me two months ago. We spoke about this Gen AI. Really excited about all of those opportunities that you opened up for us because of that podcast interview. Thank you so much for that. Now, that example itself is how we always already use the past memory to infuse into the current interaction. The problem, though, is that our conversation are scattered over multiple channels and multiple places. Sometimes it is very hard. So that is how we, the long-term memory, is looking to achieve by collecting and build intelligence based on all the conversation, the data, so that so can infuse historical references between two parties to, to deepen and build relationship. And is this something your customers can opt into now? They can start sharing it and then you store this information and feed it back in for them. 
we are already experimenting it. So uh, for the pro user, we are already storing the comment that they have made using Engage AI and only Engage and when they use Engage AI, we are also storing the post and the content that they are commenting using Engage AI into the database so that they can reuse some of this information as they are touching base with the customer again with the commenting. And we are in the early, still in the early stage of experimenting and then seeing the result. But so far, the idea is well accepted. And we are just trying to figure out how do we best continue to improve and implement it. Okay, that's exciting. That's uh, something I think a lot of businesses would save them a lot of time. So if I could just recap, so right now, Engage AI is one of the only tools out there that's really got this sales focus to write personalized comments. A lot of it is on LinkedIn, but it works across multiple channels. And the real value, uh, the thing that stood out for me most in the podcast is it's not trying to do all your sales for you. It's like removing writer's block. It gives you a starting point that you can then build off. It's like, as we said in the intro, it's like a co-pilot. It's like a buddy that's always there that can help you write different messages, come up with good ideas, ask good questions. And my biggest takeaway is that it steers people towards sales good best practices, like listening to what people are interested in, focusing on them rather than yourself. And the AI always prompts you to do that. So it seems very... Very valuable. <laughs> exactly. You summarize it well, Dom. I should really have got you to be to be a spokesperson for Engage AI. <laughs> that is hundred percent spot on. Thanks. So that was a lot of fun.